Welcome everyone to Eclectic Energies Podcast. This is going to be a spiritual <clears throat> blog. Uh, just ignore the hiccups that I have right now. Um, <clears throat> so I haven't really been on haven't really been podcasting for the past couple weeks. Most of that's because I'm not, you know, in my usual spot that I'm usually in. Um, so I'm not, you know, I'm not able to have enough time to do it. But but when I get home, I'm gonna do some, a bunch of them. Um, or I might just do this big blog thing, which is what I'm going to do now. What I'm thinking of doing is just putting a bunch of smaller segments together into like a big blog. Or maybe going on Anchor and doing that. I'm not sure. But, uh, sorry about that. Anyways, this is, it's been a weird couple of weeks. And I have learned some interesting things about life. I found some interesting insights. I found some interesting things. Um, and I'm going to be talking about many of these. So, you know, I'm, what I'm going to end up doing, actually, is I'm going to end this recording here. And I'm going to go to Anchor to do this because um, they make it easier to go from segment to segment. <laughs> so, anyways, this is this is Eclectic Energies podcast, and I'll talk to you on the next part of this episode. is me again from the Collectic Energies Podcast and I wanted to start off with some tools, some creative tools you can you can use in everyday life um because I haven't been I haven't been just lazing around I mean I have done a lot of that as well but I have also <clears throat> found some newer insights. Some of them actually I've forgotten, but found some new newer insights, some newer ways of understanding things. Um and I'm going to be talking later, maybe not on this episode, but one one day on one episode I'm going to be talking about how um, I might do, talk about it here for sure a little bit, but how, uh, how ideas and systems of thinking and like ways of thinking are important, but only to a certain point. Um, You know, since I've already started with that, I might as well kind of just keep going with that. So, 
what I mean by this is that when you're, um, so say you're using a system like Spiral Dynamics to understand yourself and the world or whatever. So you're using this system, you're doing all the um, work to study the system, you're, you're like analyzing it, you're finding insights about yourself from it and whatnot, and you're tr trying to level up in the spiral. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but the problem is the the uh, the problem with all systems in the first place, which is that they are they're systems. Systems are useful, and they can be helpful. But the truth is, is that systems are also they can also be very rigid and very controlling uh, to you. Not, not even necessarily like in a cult-like way, or not even necessarily in a way that you would consider to be controlling. But, but any system that you have is limiting. Um, which is why I, when I do what I do, I don't really particularly focus on a particular system, or religion, or spirituality. Um, I just kind of like go with what is what is what is currently resonating with me in the moment um <clears throat> and what you know go with what what drives me and what keeps me uh on this path what you know makes sense but i don't stick with that i don't stick with what makes sense i <clears throat> I change that up. I don't really think about the past all that much. And, um, it leaves me free to create, uh, differently. A different system or different insight or find a different, you know, understanding or whatever. So, that's the first part of this episode. That was what I was, that's one of the things that I, uh, figured out, um, I mean, I've always knew, known this in some ways, intuitively, intuitively, um, but when you're in certain states of consciousness, I'm not saying I'm awakened states necessarily, but just a certain state of consciousness where your mind isn't, um, as in control of things as it would normally be, you can kind of like find a use instinct to get a certain goal um, but it's using instinct without really using your mind or if you are using your mind it's not in the same way that you are when you're like in, a, in another state and then your ordinary state of consciousness um you know, this is what I've talked about this a little bit. This is kind of like what happens when you're you're writing. You're when you're writing. Hold on. Okay, so when you're writing something, say you're writing a um, you know, not even a novel, just like a a note to yourself or something. If it, if eventually, if you keep writing long enough, what's going to happen is you're going to um, 
be so uh, concentrated on this writing that you're doing, this one this project, that you're not even really going to think. You're not even really going to be self-aware or self-conscious, and so the th- ideas will can continue to flow. Uh, some people call this the flow state. Um, and this is what I'm talking about here when I'm talking about the systems. <clears throat> you know, systems are important and can be useful, but they're only systems. They're only one a way of looking at things. There are a myriad of ways of looking at things. Or, even better, in, in some ways, you don't even have to look at things at all. Um, and just sort of go with the insight that you're having. You know, lean into that. Okay, so the next... So this was found by me by... I mean, this is something I've always known. I wanted to make an episode about it a couple of days before I left. Um, my usual area that I'm in. So I figured that out. Um, I kind of like flushed it out and figured it out, you know, whatnot. Um, you know, by trial and error and whatnot. Uh, so the next thing I'm going to be talking about is actually something that I haven't really talked about as much, um, because you know when it comes to like, and this is why I don't really talk about the process of creation or the law of attraction that much, because it doesn't, it's not used right, it's not thought of in the ways in which it, you know, can be actually used, Uh, that is actually more important and more useful than the ways in which the law of attraction is actually used. Um, but this doesn't necessarily have to do with the law of attraction, but it has to do with, um, something that I found. So when, when I'm at, when I was in this altered state of consciousness, where I was just in this like flow state, what ended up happening was I, um, when I was reading a couple of books, I was reading a book actually when this was happening, and it, you know, finally kind of hit me something from the book that it, I didn't really see at the time because I wasn't in the proper state of consciousness. Uh, so, so I'm going to give you a part of the book, the line from the book, um, and it might be. This is basically going to be a paraphrase here, so. Perspective equals perception. Whatever your perspective is, um, you will then perceive things based on that perspective. Um, And this has all kinds of implications, which I might go into on a very separate and very deep episode, because this is a very... um, under under underutilized uh, expression, under um, not really an understood expression. I mean, it's not that it's not understood, but it but there's so much more that could be talked about when it comes to this. But uh, I'll give you a couple examples of what I'm talking about here. Um, so say you're okay. So let's give a writing example. 
let's give you two writing examples. One writing example you have to, we have to write because it's something that you have to do. What you what are you gonna feel? You're gonna be feeling annoyed. You're gonna be feeling rushed because there's gonna be a deadline or whatever. And then there's the other writing project where you're you're not writing for anyone in particular. You're just writing because you like to write. And so you're going to be in a different state of mind. And so the the, uh, the ideas can flow easier. So this all comes back again to what I said before. Your perspective creates your perception. Um, According to the book I was reading, according to what it says, it says there's no objective reality. Um, and that your observations are whatever you observe is being influenced by the observer, which, um, you know, you can believe or not, it doesn't really matter. The point is, is that the perspectives that you have do actually create how things are seen by you. But these perspectives, um, this is something I found out. This is <clears throat> something I found out for through altered states of consciousness. Um, but that the perception or the perspective can be changed. And it's more easily changed when you're in that sort of state. Uh, when, the, when you're in the flow state or in an altered state of consciousness or when you're understandings of this um are not are are remembered um and the ways in which you can understand this more is just by repeating this over and over again um and repeating this uh and uh, and showing you the reasons why this is the case so the perspectives so all your perspectives equal perceptions um and so this creates a sort of, <clears throat> it can create a sort of loop where you have perspective like, man, this is really annoying. You know, this is taking too long. I need to do something different because this is getting ridiculous. Like, I'm, I'm really getting bored here or something like that. And so you're going to be seeing things from that perspective. And then it's going to kind of like loop back on itself until eventually whatever it is is over. Or unless you change that perspective. Um, changing a perspective when you're in the normal state of consciousness, especially if you don't believe that you can or that you don't believe that you know perspectives actually create perceptions, um, may be a little bit more difficult, but um, it can be done. Uh, but you may have to take more time to do so than, you know, I would have in my normal state, in my altered state of consciousness that I was in. So, um, perception creates your reality, your truth. Uh, your, so, um, Perception creates your reality. Or perception is your reality, I suppose. It's another way of putting this. 
Okay, so another thing I've learned, another thing I've remembered, I suppose, not really learned, um, because you have nothing to learn, you have very, you have only to remember, um, is that there's no real objective truth. Or at least that's what the book claims. Um, and as far as that's concerned, I, I'm still not like completely convinced. But uh, there's an argument to be made about how, um, even if there is an objective reality, which, and in in many ways, I don't really think that there is, as much as people think it it is, because I think reality is a lot more fluid than people think it is. But that's. Uh, topic for another episode. So, anyways, um, so I'm not completely bought on this one, but the the point of this idea is to, you know, maybe change your horizons on this. What if there was no objective reality? What if the reality? What if the only reality there is, which I actually do think is true for the most part is subjective and that all this idea of objective reality that you have is subjective uh so if you're like a rational minded person this idea of there's no objective reality is going to be um triggering to you as a person and like I said, I don't, I don't think this is actually true completely. I do think that there is an uh, an ultimate reality, but uh, the problem here is that, well, the problem there's multiple problems here, but the mul- one major problem with this idea, and this is probably why I'm not really sold on the idea either, is that thinking something is objectively right or true or wrong or bad or whatever is what has caused the problems that we're facing in this country and world in the first place I mean look at the Middle East right now Um, they're fighting each other they're trying to fight us if they're um, you know look at you don't even have to look at the Middle East look at like other places in our own country where we can't even figure out things because we have this idea of objectivity but objectivity doesn't really exist at least not in the sense that there is um, like this idea of sorts that people have where there is a one truth and this one truth is undebatable can't be argued because it's science or it's part of my religion or whatever the whatever the reason is that is according to and this is part of the next learning which I figured out finally because of this altered state of consciousness um, which is that this is all based on your truth. Uh, so I probably should have built some building blocks here. So I'm going to do that now. So what I mean by this is that your truth 
could be different from my truth. But it doesn't mean that your truth is not true. It's true to you. But it isn't what it isn't um ultimate, it's not objective. It's relative. I'd say that most things are relative. Um <clears throat> I actually say with that most things, if all things that are thought are relative, even if they they are, um, if, even if you are talking about objective reality, and the reason why this is, is because of the fact that thoughts are um, disputable. Thoughts are not the ultimate reality. The ideas. So the, so the problem that that science has, the problem with that rationalists have, is that the idea of conceptualizing reality, um, objectifying, objectifying, but yeah, objectifying reality, making it objective. There's nothing wrong with doing this, but um, the problem is is that you're you're overlaying concepts. They may be correct, but they're still concepts over reality instead of like actually just being aware of what is happening. So that was the other part of this that I got that there's, you know, there's not just one ultimate objective truth necessarily, at least, um, not completely, not in the sense that we would understand it or if there is it's not you know something that you can really speak about because thoughts and words are are limiting when it comes to <clears throat> understanding truth uh, so my truth and your truth are different doesn't mean that our truths are wrong or false. It means that our truths are our truths. My truth, your truth, their truth, his truth. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to listen to the other person's truth. So see, this problem that people have is that they um, take other people's words and experience and knowledge as gospel. Um, even if you're not religious, you still probably do this, um, or have done this when it comes to your parents, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, but, um, because it may be the only way to do things, at least at first, um, but anyway, you, you, you do this from your parents, whoever you look up to, uh, and whatnot. And I'm not saying that you don't, you're not skeptical of the people that you look up to or whatever, but you're not going to be as skeptical or critical as you would if you weren't looking up to this person. <clears throat> so, I'm trying to think of what else. That was something else. But the other thing, too, that I remembered is something else from another book. Um, basically saying what you memorize you memorialize 
And what this means is that, um, from my understanding, what this means is that when you mem- when you, when you memorize something, you give it um, life of sorts. You that you then have that thing integrated within your your mind. And so you have now memorialized it. You've now given it some more life than it has than it had before, or not more life, but you've given it more uh, power than it had before. Um, oh, now I remember what I was going to talk about. But I'm going to finish this first. And um, so I'm trying to explain this without like getting too esoteric here but so when you memorize something what's happening is that your so your mind works in a kind of sneaky way sometimes when it comes to <clears throat> memory uh, because your memory because what you look at you you could almost say you become. Um, now, I'm not saying that if you're watching violent television shows, you're going to become violent. But you're going to be in a certain state of mind because of that. You're going to be in a certain state of mind because of something else. So what, whatever you're looking at, whatever you're paying attention to, um, you're going to be... giving it life inside of you you're going to be like embodying that thing and so it's very important to be careful of what you're looking at what you're paying attention to um and if you don't and if you don't um damn it now I lost track again but if you don't have and if you do find yourself uh, looking at or thinking about something that you don't want to think about, don't think that thought again. Don't look at that thing again. Look at something else to that to deter you embodying that thing uh, more than you may have already done. Okay, so the next part of this actually is uh, complicated-ish, because it's not something that really happened in words, um, but it's based on something that I, I read in another book, same, same author, same books, or same, so, um, I'm going to have to give you a, a visual for you to understand what I'm, what I'm going to be talking about here. So, let's say that you, yourself, which isn't your thoughts, isn't the things that you've created, but the actual you, your your consciousness or whatever you want to call it, is a tree or is... 
um, basically, we can use the same example of the tree. So all of your thoughts, all the things that you've created. Um, so, 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 so I might have to go a bit further back here. Um, so the idea behind this is that you're choosing what is happening. It might not be happening consciously, but it's happening um, subconsciously or superconsciously. Um, <clears throat> and I might be going more into other parts of this later because there's a lot to go over. But uh, so you're creating at all levels of your mind, of your life. You're creating consciously, subconsciously, and superconsciously. Um, the subconscious creations are, are automatic. Um, there are things like, you know, growing your hair, you know, your body, you know, whatever the body does, um, and automatic, like, reactions and things like this. Um, and the superconscious, in this case, you could talk, you could uh, think of it as like your soul, and you may not uh, be consciously aware of the superconscious because the superconscious isn't completely different, different like level of existence and understanding, and it knows what it's doing, and so those levels are created. But there's also the conscious level, which is also creating at some level um, even though this doesn't really have to do with the tree analogy but we're going to get into what it's, why this part matters later so so anyways the, the point around this is that what is hap- whatever's happening around you whatever whatever happens to happen uh, this is something that you're at some level you chose, whether that's at the subconscious level or the superconscious level or at the conscious level. Um, so let's go back to the tree analogy. So you're a tree, and on these on this tree are branches, and on these branches are you know all kinds of fruits or flowers or or whatever. You can think of the fruits and flowers as your thoughts uh, what now you could think of the branches as your thoughts and the tree itself as you so your branches are your thoughts and the fruits and flowers are the creations that spawn from these thoughts um, and there's a bunch of them thoughts you know you, you won't be able to watch all of your thoughts um So, um, basically, what I'm saying here is that your thoughts and your creations or your surroundings are not 
necessarily your your thoughts aren't you uh your perspectives aren't you but if you are unaware that you've chosen these things um whether subconsciously consciously or su- super consciously if you're not if not aware of this you can't um really distance yourself from them um so uh the the analogy the thing that happened to me actually was that i i was aware that i was but then i was aware that all these creations were there but they were actually separate from me they weren't actually me they weren't actually real as a sense in the sense that they weren't actually made of anything. Um, that's not to say that they weren't real, but they were. They are. Um, they are only as powerful as you think they are. You believe they are, or they're only as um, controlling as you think they are. Whether this be at the subconscious level or what whatnot, and it's probably more at the subconscious level. Um, and so you can look at the thoughts, you look at the perspectives. Um, one thing that I've also found, oh, this was found a while back. I haven't really talked about it as much, but uh, one thing I've also found is that there may be a surface thought of sorts. Um, and like I said, a thought isn't always going to be thought in words, um, but, but there can be a surface thought, but there's actually a thought that's under this surface thought that is actually the true thought. And so what I've, what I've done before is I've imagined that there's a sort of barrier that is, um, connecting that that is separating these two thoughts. There's a barrier that is keeping me from looking at the other thought, the true thought, because of how, you know, how powerful it is or whatever. And so I've, I've broken that barrier and I've looked at that thought. And then thought and then the thought doesn't have the power as much as it, it did. Um, that's another thing that I found. Uh, but I found that a while back. But I might as well have talked about that. Uh, so when it comes to thoughts or perspectives, or whatever it is. Um, Particularly in the mind, know that these things have been chosen at some level by you. Whatever is happening in the world, um, that is affecting you, Or even if that's it's not affecting you, know that it's been chosen at some level by you. Um, and so I'm going to give you why this is. And this may be very shocking to people who see this episode, but um, it's time to wake up. It's time to get out of the illusions that we have as per, as the human race. And I think this is the perfect time to really go into this because 
I haven't really talked about this in strict, clear, and undeniable terms. I'm not saying that, you know, because it's undeniable doesn't mean that people aren't going to argue with me and say that you're wrong or you're you're dumb or whatever. They can think whatever they want to think. And if you don't agree, that's fine. That's your truth. That means that you're getting in touch with your truth again. Um, so, the, the truth that I'm going to be telling you here is that you... Are actually God. Everything we so um so when I talked about things like your illusions are creating or your your thoughts are your perspectives are creating your perceptions and whatnot. The reason why this is is because of the fact that you are God. You are a part of God. Uh, you're you're not like the entire part of God. You're not like the totality of God or anything like this. Um, but a good analogy that I've always heard about this, and it's a really good analogy. It's a good way of explaining this, is to think of waves and an ocean. So think of the ocean as God. And you could think of the individuals that are, you know, in this world or any other world there is, as the waves that are moving on the ocean. The waves aren't separate from the ocean. They're not, you know, necessarily different from the ocean in the sense that they contain the same stuff as the ocean, you know, salt water and whatever else is in the ocean water. Um, <clears throat> and because of that, they are a part of God. This is not this is not something that most religions want you to understand or realize. And if they do, it's in, it's only in a certain way. Now, now, please note that I'm not saying that because you are a part of God that you 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 at that point can do whatever you want or that your you know creative abilities are going to be like super enhanced or whatever um but it does mean that you can come to greater and greater understandings because um once you realize that you are God or at least a part of God which is true because God is omnipresent, which basically means God is everywhere. God is now here. Um, so, this helps you to understand um, the truth, and it's and it's hard to uh, grasp this because you're thinking things like I'm I am actually part of God. That doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound, you know, like it could be true. And 
it's one of those things that you have to like work your way through is this true is this false visualize yourself your consciousness this feeling of you that you have wherever it is like in your head or whatever visualize that as being part of God feel that feel feel the um, feel that you are that this awareness this consciousness that you that you are that you feel like you are is actually a part of God Um, which sort of brings me to my next thing, my next point, which I wasn't actually going to be talking about, but because uh, I kind of kind of forgot. But it is kind of an interesting point um, based on this <clears throat> understanding, which is that you're feeling. Um, leads to that thing being true for you. So um so let's go back to the example I talked about that you are actually a part of God. If you don't have that feeling, you are not going to be true to yourself. Or not, no, 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 sorry, sorry, let me back up. So if you don't have that feeling, that you're, then you're not going to believe that's true. Um, so try and feel that you are actually a part of God, that you, this actual consciousness that's in here, that you're, that, that's aware of everything that's happening, that's aware of my voice or whatever it is, that it's aware of is actually God. took me some time to um, really feel that in my my bone, my consciousness. Um, so I'm going to end this now. There's, there might be more that I might talk about later. Um, ooh, this is a very long episode already anyways. So I'm going to be ending this. I might do another segment of this later, or I might do another episode or something. I don't know. But I'm definitely going to be doing some episodes when I go come back. So this is Eclectic Energies Podcast, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.